1: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am, I am, I am, I forgot, folks. My memory has been wiped clean. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You know what's amazing about this, this lecture? I mean, many things, but one of the things that's really amazing about this, folks, is that The CIA was employing this guy as an intelligence officer. And so as he's leaving, I told you in his exit interview, they ask him to basically put this presentation together. And then he modifies it and he goes out and he gives the presentation to, let's say, the West Point Military Academy cadets and faculty where he's giving this lecture to. And so this guy gets paid, really, in part, to analyze this type of technology and come up with all the nefarious things that our enemies can do with it, actually what our own government could do with it, because that's the whole point of this, considering the fact that they're actually funding uh, the development of this technology through the public and private sectors and then also through academia. And so you say to yourself, this guy gets paid to do this for the Central Intelligence Agency. Well, what if we had a CIA the citizens intelligence agency which is kind of what i'm trying to do over here and what mike has been doing at the thomas Payne podcast and at pain.tv slash gold for the last couple of years building the citizens intelligence agency so as i'm out in the public i've told you i try to gather intelligence everywhere i can i happen to be in an area where I don't know if 90% of the people probably work for the government or a company that's floated by government contracts. So I'm able to pick up information from geneticists all the way to the uh, product uh, department managers in the grocery stores on supply chain issues. Was able to know whether there's a toilet paper shortage coming, when there's going to be a uh, chocolate syrup <laughs> shortage coming, or whatever it may be, folks. Whatever it may be. And so keep your ear to the ground, you know, pick up intelligence. People sent me some videos of uh, car lots out in Texas full of cars, but yet the car lots, uh, the car dealerships are telling them they have no cars, there's a shortage. And then we were able to find out that some of those cars are waiting to get the computer chip. So keep your eyes and ears out for intelligence and then share it over at pain.tv slash gold or email me gold at pain.tv and you're helping build this cia the citizens intelligence agency at some point i'm going to expand on that idea i've thought of it for several years i'm trying to figure out how to how to make it bigger where we can share information and this is the type of information uh, that mike used to share with his corporate clients he's talked about that he used to do corporate intelligence so Citigroup that he worked for wants intelligence on certain companies or certain executives within companies to decide whether or not they're going to make investments in companies or they're going to give someone a loan, etc. And so it's the same thing here. You know, you gain intelligence every day, you share it, it gets broadcast by someone like me or Mike or Maria Albanese, or you guys retweet it on Twitter or share it at pain.tv slash gold, and then we spread the intelligence around, and then the people within our community, the ones who are within the community that we're building, consisting of each other, even though many of us have never met face to face, we're sharing this intelligence, and each of us could use that in our respective lives for... For whatever reasons we so choose. But this is a citizen's intelligence agency. I mean, the presentation he's giving is similar to a presentation I would give, uh, much like the shows I give here, where I share the videos, the articles, the white papers, the technology, the investors, uh, the politicians, the states behind this stuff. And then I make opinions Uh, Based on my analysis on where they're going with the technology. I'm trying to warn you I'm not trying to normalize this or desensitize you to it. I want to scare you I want you to avoid the technology as much as possible. I want you to understand that this stuff is dangerous I have nowhere to go with this other than to bring it to you If I worked on the other side of this in fact at our baby shower last week Uh, An engineer uh, family friend said to me, you know, I listened to some of your podcasts. Now, if you turn this thing around and you talked about the technologies the same way you do, but you actually promoted them and talked about how good they are, as you'll see this military.com podcast, Left of Boom does, hosted by the managing editor, Hope Hodge-Sec, when she's talking to Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane DeUlias. Um, she's promoting the technology if i promoted the technology this engineer told me i could get all these sponsors and make all kinds of money off this show but could i sleep at night you know would i be happy 20 years from now as i see the world pushed even further into the technocratic prison planet would i be able to sleep at night knowing that i was part of helping build that world no No, I would not be able to sleep at night. So that's why I don't do it. So the only way I'm able to share this information with a broader audience and try to help other people is by doing this podcast. Eventually, maybe if it gets bigger, if there's more people interested in this, I would love to go around and actually speak in person and meet some of you guys uh, and be able to do lectures like Dr. Morgan. But... Not so that I could come up with ways that the government could uh, harm people, kill people, genetically modify people, brain control people, but to be able to continue to warn regular people about these technologies and the nefarious purposes behind them so that regular people can avoid using them. I'd love to create sort of a kid's friendly version of this, Uh, you know, a Mr. Rogers type of situation, not as creepy as Mr. Rogers. But, you know, somehow be able to reach a younger audience and warn them about the dangers of the technology. And while it's here. We may have to live one foot in the matrix and utilize these technologies for work, you know, to make a living or whatever, but then be able to live outside of the technological prison planet. So that's kind of the ideas I'm thinking about where I might go with this in the future. And so if you have any ideas about the type of people that would be interested in hearing more about this and what we're talking about, um, how to present this in other forms in order to sort of wake people up and introduce them to this in a way that they can you know, understand it and appreciate it. You know, feel free to let me know at gold at tv. That's the email or join pain.tv slash gold. And you could direct message me on there. I'm pretty good with getting back to people. Sometimes the app has some bugs that I know Mike is working out with the, the tech company that programmed it. Um, but I get back to people there and on Twitter or whatever, share your ideas with me. You know, how do we reach a bigger audience? What type of person are you? Why are you interested in this? And how we can shape this content to uh, reach more people and make this stuff more palatable. All right, let's continue with Dr. Chucky Morgan, ladies and gentlemen, here he goes.
0: That's what's happening in the rats, right? So the technical challenge right now is, How do we get a cell in there to do that in a human? I can assure you they're working on that in non-human primates right now.
1: Okay, there we go. How do we get the cell into a human to be able to wipe their hippocampus clean and erase their short-term memory? How many, what's the point specificity?
0: Can we get it in there close enough to the hippocampus? Will those cells start reproducing in the next day, make enough of that stuff to wipe out a memory?
1: Wow, so let me just read you something that he has up on the screen here. Hold on, I'm going to just play that back for a second. That's what's happening in the rats, right?
0: So the technical challenge right now is, how do we get a cell in there to do that in human? I can assure you they're working on that in non-human primates right now.
1: Okay, so up on the screen, he has Volk et al. 2013 nature, PKZ not required for hippocampal plasticity. And he's got Lee et Al, 2013, Nature, P R K E Z. I don't know that's uh, Perkaz. Null mice show normal learning and memory. PKZ overwriting learning memories, 2014. And his last bullet point is a viral mediated overwriting of memory. And so he keeps showing notes up on the screen that are his notes to remember what to talk about. It's like his PowerPoint presentation. And sometimes he doesn't go through those clearly, but he's talking about how they're working on a way to get that cell into, you know, non-human primates right now so they can then trigger it to wipe their memories clean. did you ever see the movie memento it's like a guy who wakes up every morning and his memory is uh, wiped clean and he's trying to solve the murder of his wife very interesting film all right let's continue
0: how many what's the point specificity can we get it in there close enough to the hippocampus will those cells start reproducing in the next day make enough of that stuff to wipe out a memory
1: wow related to this okay okay so before he goes let me just read you what's up on the screen here folks he's got a slide it says October 1st 2009 the uh I don't know if it's eleven six or 2 6 Roman numeral 2 6 nasal spray protects memory in humans June 17 2013 2015 Uh, It's called 2015 ISRIB Integrated Stress Response Inhibitor Enhanced Memory in Mice. And so it says potent small molecule inhibitor of the ISR that makes cells resistant to stress-induced phosphorylation of elf2a isribs block the downstream effects and essentially restore the cell's translational capacity memory is protected now the nasal spray is interesting because i've read about some technologies that darpa's been working on to basically nasal spray And then it writes a code onto your brain. Let me make a note, because that I don't think I actually have on my show list. DARPA spray. And we'll cover that. Maybe I can pull that up and cover that tomorrow. All right, let's continue with this. Once you start thinking about memory, are chemicals that
0: not only wipe out memory, but chemicals that enhance it. So if you want a better human camera, a better Uh, uh, An individual who can just go see and remember everything. Uh, That's the direction that the research in this lane is taking to help people with Alzheimer's. How to give them memory back. So what's being actively studied are the few people on the planet who have hypermnesia. In other words, they remember everything that's ever happened to them. We're actively trying to understand how to unlock that and unpack that and figure out why it is their memory does seem to record and they
1: retain everything they've seen. Okay, let's pause that for a second, because I want you to to think about this. So first, he's talking about the ability to wipe someone's short-term memory clean uh, through wiping the uh, hippocampus clean. Okay, now he's talking about the ability for someone to remember everything, this hypersensitive memory. And so, again, he brings it to the humanization factor in the official sort of public science community where he's talking about developing this technology for alzheimer's patients but again folks just always remember the alzheimer's patient like the dementia patient like the paraplegic like the gentleman with als those become the guinea pigs For the testing of the technology. So, when he's saying they're trying to unpack sort of the DNA of the sort of freak person, the unique person who has a hypersensitive memory system, and then they can figure out what cut of that DNA is, then they can take that and fuse that into the designer babies they'll build and grow inside of the synthetic womb so they could say we want someone who could remember everything okay let's take dna color palette seven and we'll inject that into the dna see that's what they're, this is all the gene splicing stuff this is designer babies designer humans all right folks think about that for a minute wiping your memory clean giving you uh incredible super memory all right that's where we are right now with dr morgan i mean this stuff should be should be um at least hitting you in a way that you say this is crazy i can't believe our government does this they can do this they have a guy like dr morgan analyzing this for them and figuring out how they can use it to their benefit ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Folks, this is Alex Jones right here with the Super Memory Nasal Spray. You Spray this stuff up inside your head, folks. This stuff's going to make you have super memory. It's going to keep the goblins away. You're going to remember every single memory you ever had when you cross paths with some kind of a cyborg super soldier and the chimera out there. When they merged the monkey with the man and the machine, what do we call that? A monkey-man machine? A sci- banana-eating cyborg? This is AlexJonesLynfoWars.com. You can order the uh, memory, super memory nasal spray and the bone broth combined in a package. Super memory bone broth nasal spray. No, folks, it is me. It is me. More listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On- No, folks, it is me. We are right here with the Dustin Gold standard. All right, we are in the middle of this um Dr. Charles Morgan technology lecture to the West Point Academy Cadets and Faculty. So let's pick up right where we left off, folks. He's talking about the ability to create the super memory folks by unpacking the super memory gene located in folks with super memory. All right. See, I remember that. They might come now and unpack my genes. (laughs) All right, here we go, folks. They don't find it pleasant. Uh, and medicine would like
0: to, people in medicine want to try and understand that so they can turn it into something beneficial for people who are losing memory from a security and intelligence, uh, standpoint, it is a really unique, Uh, opportunity to begin to discover, can you administer a drug that enhances human memory for a certain number of hours? Does it have to be permanent? So rather than carrying technical toys somewhere to try and record and collect information, your brain just remembers it, which doesn't give anybody anything really to detect.
1: All right, folks, so what he's talking about from the intelligence and military perspective is can they enhance someone's memory an individual's memory for a certain period of time so if you're going uh, to do recon um, let's say they're going to send you over to i don't know russia and they want you to walk around uh, the kremlin and remember everything that you saw you know can they manipulate your genes can they manipulate your memory to allow you to remember everything that you see everything you hear and so you come home basically as a hard drive full of all this data that they can unpack so i mean think of the possibilities there folks and think of why these transhumanists would want to have these memories that could handle uh everything and store everything well you know i don't know if you're going to have access to the ai hive mind of which Ray Kurzweil wants, access to all the knowledge, all the memories, all the feelings of everyone, and turn you into a super intelligent being. Can your brain store all that data or process all of that data? So you might have to develop some sort of a designer brain. To be able to handle that amount of data processing or to be able to imprint certain memories onto the brain that could cross reference with other memories and then somehow they can kind of flood out the stuff you don't need but have you remember the things you do i don't know all types of possibilities with this technology that they're developing but pretty freaky that they're actually doing it that they're actually doing it isn't it unbelievable all right let's continue that's one potential
0: use for it and that is one lane of research uh, that's going on. That was just my picture to remind me of the man who knew too much. If you remember the old Hitchcock film, essentially that's what he'd done, remember is memorize all the steps on how to make a bomb. Uh, he'd remembered the codes. He'd remembered everything. That research on hypermemory has gone more slowly than I thought in 2010. I thought by about uh, 2015 there would be some progress. There hasn't been uh, much yet in expanding memory very much. It seems to be a harder nut to crack than your racing memory racing memory seems to be far easier
1: okay so he just said that the research hasn't gone as far as he thought as quickly as he thought but part of what i want to um bring up here is because you're going to start to see this it's going to be a theme remember we were talking about the super soldier uh exoskeleton suit that barack obama in 2014 called the iron man suit or sorry, it might have been, yeah, 2018 or something, he publicly said that we were building the Iron Man suit, and then we saw in 2019 that the military supposedly discontinued that program. Well, there are certain pieces of technology that end up falling by the wayside because they have other technology that they're developing that renders certain technology useless and or makes it sort of a moot point so for instance let's go back to when we were kids right so before my time you had the eight track um cassette basically to play music okay before that would you have records then you went to the eight track and then in my time when i was a kid you had a cassette tape and so the cassette tape went inside of the walkman and then you had the walkman that you carried around with the foam headphones And you could listen to the music on the uh, cassette tape. And it was kind of a pain because you had to sort of remember uh, by the music. You actually had to use your memory to rewind and fast forward the tape to different parts to play certain music for people. And you would make a mixtape for your girlfriend or boyfriend. They would give each other mixtapes. We would make one, oh, here's all the love songs I recorded off the radio in no particular order because we couldn't do that then. But then eventually you'd have equipment that you can edit the cassette tape and re-record them in certain order and so from there we went to cds and then you had the stores like strawberries or Capitol records or i think there was one called coconuts or something and so you would go in there and you'd buy the cd and the cd you could put inside your new like disc man it was like the walkman but played the cd and you could skip ahead songs right and so it was this great invention you go from the cassette tape to now the uh, CD that you can skip ahead. I want to listen to song four. I want to listen to song eight. They put bonus material on there. Some of them you could pop into your computer and it would open up like a bonus music video. And then, so people said uh, at the time, I remember reading about this in a trade. It was kind of like a Wired magazine. They were now going to condense it down to what was like the size of a BB almost, like a BB that you'd put in a BB gun, like a little tiny bead. And basically you were going to buy the whole album on this bead. And then you'd have basically a new version of the Walkman to the Discman to the Beadman, or whatever it was going to be called. And so you'd load all these BBs into the Beadman, and then you could shuffle them around. And uh, you say, I want to listen to this this album, or that album, or this album. And then what ended up happening was iTunes came out. And so Apple comes out with the, uh, was it the iPod in the beginning? And so on the iPod now, you could go over to your computer because at this point now, most people had personal computers at home. You could then plug your iPod into the computer. You could buy the music you wanted at iTunes And then you could load up your iPod with the music you wanted to listen to. And in the beginning, I don't know what it stored, 50 songs, and it was 100 songs and 1,000 songs. And so eventually now you don't need the iPods because the music is on your phone, right? Now you can beam your phone over to your Bluetooth, you know, player, Bluetooth earphones or whatever. So what happened is they discontinued the research and development into the Beatman or whatever it was going to be, into the BB size Uh, music album, because they came out with the iTunes and the iPod. So they discontinued that technology. Well, you see that happen with the Iron Man exoskeleton suit. So I don't know why. I could probably do research into it and speculate on it a little bit more. But they may have discontinued that program. Let's say they really did. Let's take them at their word. Because maybe once they realized that they could gene edit and they could DNA splice, and they could build or grow a superhuman inside of a synthetic womb, they were no longer going to need the exoskeleton. Because if the exoskeleton was going to provide, let's say, uh, an outer shell for protection against bullets or protection against fire or whatever it may be, let's say they were going to wear a helmet that was going to beam down You know, 3D audio to them, or was going to give them access to real-time data like Peter Thiel's Clearview AI uh, glasses that they're using in uh, law enforcement now, where they can look at you or look at me, scan my face in real time, it pulls up my file of all my uh, all the information, all the data located in my digital footprint file. Well, they might not need the exoskeleton if they realized that they could engineer a man that could heal himself or a man that, that the bullets don't matter or his skin doesn't burn. And so then they say, well, we got to be able to beam this intelligence into his head. Well, maybe they don't need the helmet anymore. They can implant the brain chip. Well, maybe how is he going to see the augmented reality data packets come up in front of him like Iron Man that the exoskeleton suit was going to be able to provide, that helmet would provide? Well, we could put augmented reality goggles on him. Well, we don't need those now. Now we have augmented reality contact lenses. Well, now we can just do a surgery and fuse the contact lenses onto his eyes, okay, well now we can just have the brain chip push the information into his head and then he will see a projection out in front of him that's just coming from his brain. So you see, some of the technologies get rendered useless because they develop something else because there's multiple technocratic scientists and engineers, multiple transhumanist uh, doctors out there that are working on different technologies on behalf of the same governmental organizations, all right, just working in a different laboratory. So if somebody now says, well, wait a second, what about that nasal spray we were working on that helps someone – have a better memory for a limited amount of time but they say well listen we're already growing designer baby super soldiers in synthetic wombs if you want them to have an incredible super memory we just fuse that dna code right into their dna and they're going to be born with the ability to have super memory we don't really need to do the nasal spray anymore on some weakling soldier like we discussed in the uh, i think it was a bbc article that former four-star general called the soldiers weaklings and so you'd have to equip them with special vaccines to take their fear away to take their fatigue away to take their regret and the remorse away and so if you can remove those things right in the dna editing You no longer need a DNA, uh, a nasal spray to enhance, let's say, my memory because you already have a super soldier that you built and then you grew, you designed, you engineered and you grew in a synthetic womb. He doesn't need the nasal spray because you already designed him and engineered him to have super memory see how that works so that kind of technology may be removed and even somebody like dr charles morgan uh, because these programs are compartmentalized he may not even know that that's why they're not developing it anymore i mean he may suspect because he has access to a lot more information that you or i do but He may not know for sure, it may be some classified program that they said, we close that down, but he can't know that we've already done DNA splicing, or we have injection shots that the stem cell could go in, go to the hippocampus, change its uh, format, and give the person super memory. See what I'm saying? So he may not know about it, but this stuff happens all the time. There's technologies that come and outpace a current technology, or they find a better one, or they have some disruptive technology that comes into play that renders another useless. All right, so that's how that works. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. Store it in your memory bank. When we come back, we're going to work our way through Dr. Charles Morgan. We're finishing this up today. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I will be right here, right back, on pain.tv slash gold. More listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. Goal!